Welcome to Eventive Entrepreneurs, the podcast for business inspiration, featuring innovative entrepreneurs sharing their stories, best practices, and actionable tips, sprinkled with my favorite topic, event planning advice to build community and grow your business. I'm your host, Sarah Brush. Let's get this party started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have Coley Arnold and Lindsay Holt with us today. Now, you're going to need to get ready for this introduction as these ladies have a lot going on. They have four businesses, around 10 years in entrepreneurship, and seven kids combined. Coley and Lindsay are the owners of the popular Junk in the Trunk Vintage Market, the women's membership community, The Foundress, and the brick and mortar neighborhood spot to shop, dine and gather, the Vintage Arcadia, which features the Vintage Market Home Retail Experience and Chestnut the Restaurant. Hi, Coley and Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yes, I'm so happy to have you guys here as my first guests. Yes, congratulations on the new adventure. It's so fun. We Thank feel so you. Awesome to be your first I guest. Know. <laughs> Yay, I'm so happy about it. You guys have actually been such an inspiration to me just to even start my side business. Um, you know, with starting with being part of Junk in the Trunk and then being part of the Foundress. So it's it's been great to have you guys as mentors. I love it. It's so fun. Hey. We love watching you expand and it's been super fun to work with you too. So. Oh, thank you so much. So I have so many different things I want to talk to you guys about today. So why don't we start with just, um, you know, just talking about your entrepreneurship story, where you started and kind of how you got to where you are today. Well, we <laughs> kind of, it's been a while since I've told the story. I, I feel know. Like. Uh, we kind of started by accident. It was not planned. Um, I wish that we could say we were researched and ready to go and launch this amazing business, um, but that's not how it went. So um, our journey was um, we were both moms and we stayed at home with our kiddos and we kind of wanted something creative to do on the side that took us, gave us a little mom time. I but was going to say, the reality is we needed, we needed a mommy break. <laughs> we needed, yes, we needed no, I totally get that. Yes. And, but we also wanted to stay flexible. We didn't want something that took us away from our kids all the time, um, which now it does, but back then, <laughs> that was kind of our plan. And so we ended up kind of creating this little market where we actually sold our own stuff. Um, Lindsay was making handmade barn signs with like words and I was painting all the furniture I could find white and, you know, distressed and <laughs> painted furniture craze had just started. Um, I think I had like white splattered all over everywhere, my driveway everywhere. in the house. I'm like, it's fine. Um, and so we were selling on like Craigslist and Etsy and, um, our husbands were like, Hey, you should kind of, you should probably do this as a business. I think a to like, they wanted to selfishly clear our garages out because we were slightly hoarder status at that they, point. They had really high hopes. Yes. Flight, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I have that whole thing with the garage too, with my husband. So I get yeah. it. It still is not turned out, but uh, 10 years later, they we told them that maybe there was a possibility <laughs> we could do that. Um, so yeah, we ended up kind of putting together a little backyard market, again, mainly selfishly so that we could sell our own stuff and have like a little side hobby. Yeah, we were honestly looking for a place to sell our own things mm -hmm. um, and a hobby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a hobby at the time, <laughs> ourselves, um, and couldn't find a place where we could actually do that and so um with the encouragement of our husbands they helped us to uh 
have a backyard market in a friend's yard in Scottsdale. And we found vendors, honestly, through Craigslist and Etsy. Um, anyone local that we could find. We had 23 <laughs> set up in my friend's backyard. She had a big yeah. backyard. It was 23 vendors. And How was the parking them, situation? Well, so one, it, it was, was just on this little side street in Scottsdale. And one of the vendors put it in the calendar of, I think the Arizona the Republic. Yeah. yeah Arizona. Of just like, we kind of visioned it as like a garage sale, kind of like right. a, a garage sale. We called it a boutique sale. I think. It was like, <laughs> like, let's just try this out. And we had 600 people come. Oh my and gosh. there was miles of cars down the street. Like it was not okay. <laughs> we did a central checkout. It was horse property, like where it was located. So there was streets for yes. cars to be able to be parked. But all the neighbors kept walking around, being like, "What is happening?" Oh my gosh! So did you have a waiting line to get in, or did everybody just yes, get? I think this is what shocked us the most. Yes. Like because we weren't prepared at all because we didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. We did so, a central checkout, which was a nightmare. Her brother, we, people started coming and waiting at the gate, and we were like, "Well, uh, we should so <laughs> stand there and you know <laughs> greet them or something so her brother was there and we were like Stephen go stand at the gate which and is say so funny hi to because everyone and he's my, not a people person no my brother all. is not a talker he like yeah. he <laughs> a friend and not talk for an hour and be totally okay with that so we're like here go greet people and say hi to strangers you've never met and he's like uh okay <laughs> so he's probably more like security than a greeter Totally. He's the like overnight security is his favorite job. He doesn't um, have to talk to anyone. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, definitely a line of people waiting to come in. And then, like mm-hmm. she said, we did, you know, the things you learn yep. as it's your first one, but we did a central checkout thought that was going to be really smart, which it was not smart Lindsay at all. Lindsay was, how, how so, far along were you? I was eight months eight pregnant, months pregnant. <laughs> she was eight months pregnant she was like carrying stuff she's helping people check out her and Kevin are behind the counter like checking people out I'm literally dancing and singing in line like trying to entertain people so they didn't leave I'm like it's okay we're close <laughs> don't worry please stay Thank here yeah <laughs> it was oh that's so funny fast but not anything we had planned for um and yeah. then it was funny because we were kind of like well that's what we that we're done that we want to do a market we sold a lot of stuff and, <laughs> and we're good thanks so much for having us and every, people kept I, I don't know they have found our Facebook page or our number someone they got my number somehow yeah and we, I think it was we on got the calls Facebook page. like when's your next market we need to put it on the calendar when's your next market and we're like next market <laughs> so we kind of our husbands were like hey guys I think you started a business oh my gosh um, that's so exciting yes. <laughs> <laughs> and scary I'm sure Oh yeah, we were like, well, dang, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) So how many years did you do it similar to that before you moved into like a actual location? Well, so from there, when we then decided, okay, maybe there's something here and maybe we need to figure out a way to do another one. We knew we couldn't do another one in a backyard because even at the end of that backyard one, we had some cops (laughs) show up. (laughs) They were kind of like, um, you know, you should have a permit if you're doing this. And we were like, had obviously no clue what we were doing. So we were like, I'm so sorry. We'll figure it out. We'll get a permit next time. (laughs) So when we then started looking into it and making it official and there was a lot of permits that were required. So we, we struggled to find a a good place where we could actually host it. Um, and that's honestly where we then ended up at Westworld. Um, but we of course started in their parking lot. So (laughs) 
in the middle of summer, mind you, on the oh outside. gosh, the only it time you know we could get in there was like you know in a hundred degree weather yeah. and the black asphalt. So it was a joy. Oh, and it's also a wind tunnel, and so the way it comes off the mountains, like right into Westworld, we had our first market in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. We had this big one of our vendors used this big like parachute as a tent, and it got picked up and just tumbled through the parking lot. <laughs> oh my gosh so what actually what did you do about um everybody's stuff set up overnight too when it's outside funny story yes that is a funny story <laughs> uh, again the things you learn as you go <laughs> we hadn't really thought all of that completely through when we first were planning to do an outdoor market you know one day um but had the vendor set up the day before and so that day we were like oh someone's gonna have to stay with all of the stuff and keep an eye on it so um our husbands ended up sleeping or not sleeping well Kevin did not sleep my husband slept in the truck in the U-Haul in the U-Haul and Kevin just walked (laughs) around in circles all night but we didn't realize it until literally like five o'clock that night and we were like oh you guys can't go home you have to stay here so all night so we did three three I think markets like that um, in the parking lot at Westworld. And we had intended on doing another one, um, then the next one, mm-hmm. but it start. it was raining the Morning. day before yeah. when vendors were supposed to be moving in. And so they ended up allowing us to move into the, the tent at Westworld. Um, and then we did a couple there and then we moved into their new building that we're in now, which is a hundred thousand square feet, um, in their large brand new building. So. Yeah. So in 20, 20- 14 they opened the new building the north hall so we're we've been there since that's amazing how long did it take to start getting a wait list for vendors or did you have that right away gosh um we've ha- i mean we've had some sort of wait list always um our been you know the first couple ones we were kind of t- trying to tell people what a vintage market was people didn't right. have any was um now it's kind of more of a popular term but when we started in 2011 people were like like tube socks like what exactly are you calling what is this so we kind of had to educate people what it was and then once it caught on we've had because we're a vintage market we did about 80 percent vintage and 20 percent handmade and so we've kind of always had a wait list of handmade people and once a handmade person leaves then we fill it with another handmade person but we don't have a ton of turnover in terms of vendors so we kind of unfortunately have had a wait list for a really long time and they're amazing people that we just haven't been able to get in um but we're kind of working on some adventures now that we're doing that have been allowed us to invite some more of that um, type of vendor which has been really fun mm-hmm. well, that's I, exciting as the the venue changed and as we grew we tried to really limit it and keep it small and allow it to grow organically and not explode too quickly so that we wanted all of the vendors to be able to sell well when they were there. Um, And so we knew that we also needed a comparable amount of shoppers to come. So we tried to slowly add vendors and not just add hundreds of new vendors at one time. So we kind of let it grow slowly as we were able to. Yeah. I mean, by the third market, we could have had probably 500 vendors out there if we to. And, and we've watched a, a, a lot of people do that and then they just die out because our, their vendors don't make enough money. And so it was really hard because as business owners, you're like, wow, you're willing to pay us 
this much money, it would make sense to go, yeah, we'll take all of your money and you can all set up and you're on your own. Um, but it was actually really hard to kind of say, okay, no, we're going to have to turn you down. We're going to go slowly because we want all of our vendors to sell really well. And so we've had to keep that ratio, like she was saying, kind of even, um, but it was hard. It's hard to turn down. Like when you're starting business and you're turning down business and, and my income because of the long term. So I think that's one of the things we did really well in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're still here. Um, because we did take it slow and we knew that the, the shoppers had to be there to support the vendors. And if that's not the case, you're going to have unhappy vendors. You're going to have, you know, they're going to fizzle out and, um, and then you have nothing because they all leave. So we, I feel yeah, like that's why you don't have that turnover. I mean, they know how much you guys care about them, not just for the business part, but just as relationships. So that's great. So I know we're all ready to put 2020 behind us, <laughs> but can you talk a little bit about, I know you did a lot of reimagining or pivoting of your businesses to the pop-up market in Scottsdale Quarter and your online marketplace. Can you talk a little bit about just that, that process and, and how things went? <laughs> well, well, obviously 2020 was um, a crazy year and uh, <laughs> the way that we used to do business was obviously not available the way that we used to be able to do it. So we're gathering 20,000 people together in large one building is not, not happen this year. <laughs> what was just not possible. And so that we knew the I mean, we knew quickly into 2020 that that was not going to be possible. So we did our uh, February. We were able to do our Pomona market in California. We were blissfully unaware. Um, yeah. remember, remember that? <laughs> yeah, we had an event for my business too in like March, like a couple of days before everything shut down. So yeah, yeah it, I get it. It was, it was very quick after mm -hmm. that market when it all... Uh, shut down real fast. But um, I mean, I think for us, the biggest thing was it allowed us some time to be able to focus on some things that we had talked about for many, many, many mm -hmm. years and not really had the available time to be able to, and resources to be able to put into those um, other concepts that we'd talked about. Um, one of them being the online marketplace, mm -hmm. um, which came first. And I think that was something we honestly had talked about for years. like five years <laughs> yeah. at least, um, wanting to be able to do that for our vendors and not really had the resources available to be able to do it or the time. And um, so that really allowed us to be able to do that. And it provided a way for our vendors to be able to sell um, when they couldn't go set up anywhere. Um, and especially like, for our California vendors, California was even more shut down, I feel like, than yeah. Arizona. I mean, they still are for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really gave them an avenue to be able to sell and have some kind of income. Because um, for so many of our vendors, this is this is their job. This is how they make money. This is how they provide for their families. And um, when everything shut down and they weren't able to do markets, um, they didn't have that. Um, they didn't have those resources. They, didn't, they weren't available they weren't able to provide for their families. And so this gave them another way to bring in a little income, even if it didn't cover everything, at least it was something to be able to offset costs. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And you guys moved on that very quickly. Yeah. That was, we had that up and running in April. Yeah. Like last month. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it was fast. It was really fast. And, and, and it's been great. And then we've also always talked about doing like a holiday pop-up market, but our, uh, our markets typically are in April and September. And so by the time we're done with September, we have no juice left <laughs> to like plan this amazing big holiday market like we had envisioned it. And again, that's something we had talked about forever. And so when everything kind of shut down, our Lindsay's husband, Kevin, is also one of our business partners. And he kind of went to work calling a bunch of complexes in the area and, and pitched this idea of like, hey, let us take over one of your big empty spaces in your malls. And we want to put together this holiday pop-up market. And um, Scottsdale Quarter immediately was like, yes, we want, we want to do this. This sounds great. And so we kind of put that in motion and opened, I think we got November. Yeah, November, November 1st. 1st. We opened, um, so we did a two-month pop-up, and it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's we still can't believe how great it's been. That everyone just wanted to support local, so it was really, really perfect timing. Um, people wanted to, you know, it was like that Christmas shopping, but I think people, with everything that was going on in the world, they wanted to, to put their money into small businesses. And so we ended up having 48, I think, small mm -hmm. businesses in this building. And we're actually here now. So they're a little background. <laughs> yeah. but, um, and so you, people could come under one roof and support almost 50 small businesses. Um, and so it was, it was really incredible. And it was something that we've talked about again for years and years and years, but haven't had the resources or time to do. And so COVID kind of with the shutdown kind of gave us some time to reflect and decide what we really wanted to put our time and energy in. And that was, you know, one of the things we did. So it was really fun. Yeah, that's great. It was, it was so beautiful there. And I remember the first night when I was there for the VIP night, there was just everybody walking by was just like, so excited to see junk in the trunk, like writing on the window and they were, you know, trying to get in and so excited to come back when it opened to the public. So yeah, that was, it was wonderful. You a huge help in getting us off the <laughs> ground here. So Sarah was amazing and helped us get like all our, our VIP night put together and got sponsors and giveaways and you were incredible. So thank oh, you. So thank you so much. I love working with you guys. <laughs> um, so I know we've been focusing on junk in the trunk and I want to talk a little bit about your other businesses. And I think from the outside, people may look at the businesses and say, oh, they're all somewhat different. But really, I think that what ties everything together is your community and you have such a loyal and engaged community. Can you talk a little bit maybe about the businesses and then how you kind of keep that, that community engaged and growing? <laughs> That's a lot of, lot of questions in one. No, I, I mean, I think from the very beginning, I think what we wanted to create even with junk in the trunk was a community of like-minded people that, for junk in the trunk it was a community of vintage lovers i mean everyone we want we wanted to find that group of people that also loved vintage the way that we loved it um and that that's always been the heart behind that so i think as we as our business has grown and over the years as we've seen holes in other places um we wanted to recreate community in other places where we felt like we wanted that community. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, all of our businesses have grown from our, our own desire and need for community in a different place. Mm -hmm. So I think over the years, um, one of the, the big factors that we kept coming back to as, was as women in business, it was hard for us to find a community of other like-minded 
business owners or entrepreneurs. Um, and so that was where the foundress was um, founded and where it came from. Um, and that's what, yeah, that. yeah. Mean, and so again, it was funny because it was something we talked about since the very beginning <laughs> of Junk and Chunk. So almost 10 years going that we've talked about it. And again, it was something that as women in business, we were like, we don't have a place. I feel like there's not a, a community or a support group that we can go and talk to about what we're going through that other people would understand. You know, we have tons of great friends that support our businesses, um, but they were either in the corporate world or they stayed home. And there was, there was not much understanding for like the things as entrepreneurs that you do. You know, it's, we always joke, it's like we work 38 hours a day so that we can avoid working a nine to five. Um, but that there's, there's things that you go through as an entrepreneur that, that you just don't really understand unless you're going through that same thing. And so, um, we kind of talked about it forever. And when Kevin came on into our business, what, six years ago now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he kind of sat us down. I was like, Hey, you need to either, can I, can I cuss? It? <laughs> Go for it. You got <laughs> it. Or get off the pot. He's like, you guys have been talking about this forever. And if you're not going to do it, that's fine, but you need to stop talking about it. And so we were like, ah, uh, you kind of called us out. Like, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing this. Um, and it's interesting. Cause I feel like the moment we decided we were going to do it, we saw, and, and, and we saw the need I feel, before, but it was more selfish of like, we want this, but we weren't really seeing like that everyone else wanted it as well. And so as soon as we decided, like, this is what we're doing, we're going to go for it. Um, we started hearing stories of these women that just were like, I need, I need support in my business. I, I, they needed permission to chase their dreams. They needed encouragement. And, um, it's been so like, not to sound corny, but like so magical to like be in a with all these women that are all chasing their dreams and the support they have of each other is something we could never even have dreamed of when we, when we knew we needed this community, but like we knew we needed it, but we didn't know how many other yeah. women also. Needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is the word you use magic because I've done a lot of other networking groups and I can't even explain it, but nothing feels the same as when I started doing the foundress, you know, and it's just, it's just the whole community and everyone being there to support each other and, you know, just letting everybody be who they are and support their own individual dreams. And it's been amazing. I love it. And then they're like, this sounds so weird. And we've heard it over and over again. So we just kind of laugh because we know what they're going to say now. It's like, they walk in and they're like, I've never felt more at home in, in a room full of strangers. Like, it's just such a weird feeling, but everyone is just so supportive and encouraging and they take you in and they're like, Hey, I've gone through this. Let me help walk you through this or whatever it is. And you have people from a, different ages, different backgrounds, different businesses, but they're all, you're all chasing the same goal, which is building this business and continuing growing your businesses. Um, and the things you go through are just so parallel. And so the women can help each other. And it's just been such a cool experience to be part of. Yeah, and for those that are listening that are not in Arizona, you also have virtual memberships, which I'm actually even doing right now when I'm in Arizona. And it's amazing because we have our monthly meetings. There's also a monthly mastermind. Um, and then we can all connect like, you know, throughout the month, um, you know, through your online community. So it's, it's great for everybody. Really wanted to do when we started this was have mentors. And um, we always joke, like the mentors aren't going to have all the answers. They're not someone you should put on a pedestal and like worship these people, but they're real women that have walked through 
or are currently walking through things that you are going to, or, or are currently are walking through in your business too. And so it's just someone else to, that's available and accessible to say, Hey, have you struggled with this? Or, Hey, I'm working on doing this. Do you have ideas or do you have any resources for me? And, and it's that accessibility. I think that just, we couldn't find anywhere. Um, there was a ton of like mentorship programs and you had to pay all this money and you had to show up 17 days a week to like do this. And we were like, we can't, we can't do that. We can't spend $50,000 to have this person tell us what to do for their, with our business. And I think most people are like that. They're just starting. And so having access to these women that, again, they're not going to have all the answers, but they want to help you and they want to encourage you and support you on your journey. And, um, and even if they don't have the answer, I feel like they're all so great at pointing you in the right direction of yeah. someone who may be able to help you yeah. just because they're all so well connected yeah, in the absolutely. community around. So, yeah, I definitely feel like that as part of the group. Um, so in terms of partnership and collaboration in business, which we all know is so important, do you have any advice or how do you guys look for, let's say the mentors that you want to bring in or maybe other businesses that you're going to partner with? So it's really interesting just going to the founders real quick like we when we sat down to first pick our mentors we picked people because we thought that I mean we adored these people they're friends of ours and we're like well you have a lot of Instagram followers and so that's going to help us and we can help you and we thought that was kind of the direction that we needed to go and what we quickly realized was the women needed true connection they didn't really care about the following or the sport and we were thinking along the lines of like hey if these women have amazing followings. They can help these other women getting started with their followings. And that's kind of the direction we kind of thought would be the way we should go in the beginning. And we had this amazing lineup of vendors who are not vendors, mentors. Um, and we quickly realized that the women just actually want to have real conversations with each other. And so now, you know, we've had each mentor serves for a semester. And, um, and so we kind of change out so that you get a lot of different kind of feedback and, and people, but, um, it's in, like, I, we found like actually the ones who were like going through the things in their business or the ones that had like small Instagrams or the ones who actually were way more effective as mentors. And we realized quickly, like, we don't need, it's not about your Instagram following. It's not about who you are. It's, it's, we started watching you and, um, we, we start watching women um, through Instagram or through their personal lives, through their businesses. And the ones that are helping women and encouraging women on their own, those are the ones that we go after and ask them to be mentors. And um, we've had a few people come in and be like, well, I think I'm more suited to be a mentor. And I was like, well, that's why you're not going to be a mentor. <laughs> if, if you think you're done learning, like you're right. not going to be a good for this group. I mean, Lindsay and I, Put, put the whole thing together and we're like, oh my gosh, taking 10 pages of notes every week. And, you know, we want to grow and learn. And that's the heart that we look for is like, if you're willing to grow and learn and say, you don't have all the answers, like you're the perfect fit for, right. for a mentor, you know? Well, yeah. And it's the mentor sharing like what they're doing to learn and grow with us so we can do that. So I, I always, I feel like the mentors that you have have been just wonderful for all of that. Well, and I feel like it's so important to be willing to try new things. Cause I do feel like what works for us may totally not work for you, but I think that's why it's great to be in a community where you can hear what every, all of the different mentors or all, even just like 
table time is one of my favorite things at Foundress is just mm-hmm. sitting around that table, being able to have conversation with other women and even just learning from each of them of like, well, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing? What's working for you? Because I feel like there's so much value in just hearing that and being able to try different things because different things do work for different people and to hear 20 different ways to do the same thing because it works differently for each person. Right. Well, I want to talk um, before we end here about the vintage Arcadia. Do you want to share a little bit um, about that business? And then also, obviously, as an event planner, I truly believe in the power of events to build community and grow business. And I know that you have event space there as well. So do you want to share about this? Yeah. And again, going back to that community aspect, when we we kind of always have joked about like, well, one day we'll have a store. One day we'll have a store. And again, we've talked about a lot and (laughs) kind of realized finally, we're like, hey, we need to do this. Um, We've talked about it forever. Let's just do it. And, but we really wanted a space that felt like a neighborhood spot, a community spot, people could come and work. Um, And again, when we were starting our businesses, we looked for places where we could sit and meet, you know, so we sat at small coffee shops. We sat at Chick-fil-A with all of our children, which was we got nothing done. I used to go there all the time too. It was like, this is a joke. We should not do, we should just talk (laughs) Um, and then we looked for places to have events because we would always want to have vendor happy hours and again, build that community with our vendors. And so we kind of took every, and we were busy moms. We're like, we'd love a place where we could go grab a coffee, grab a gift for someone, like have the meeting we need to have, but then also a place where we could throw the party that we needed to throw. Yes. Like a one-stop shop for all the things we selfishly want for ourselves. Um, but that community aspect was like the focus of the vintage. And so we opened it up in Arcadia in February this year, which the timing was unfortunate. We had an amazing month and then we had to shut our doors. Um, but the community has rallied around us and it's been such an awesome space. But yeah, we have this great event space in it. Um, and that's been really fun for us mm-hmm. to kind of see people having very small gatherings. In fact, we actually, it's been cool because we, it's a smaller room. And this year we had a lot of people that had to cancel their weddings. And so we posted a bunch of little, very small weddings that just because people were like, I don't want to put our lives on hold just because we can't have this big party. And so it's like bride and groom, mom and dad, and a couple siblings and they're in there and they're having this beautiful ceremony. And we just have this space that we can share with others that um, gives them a sense of community, even though they weren't able to be with their loved ones or have this full on full blown wedding. But it's been fun to watch that this year. Wow. Can you, did you ever imagine you'd have weddings in that space? No. That's, no. I mean, it's definitely not a big space. It's like a thousand square feet. That's beautiful. That worked out I great. mean, we were hoping to share, you know, the fun life moments with people. Yeah. But we, I don't think <laughs> the time that weddings was going to be on that list yeah. of things that we got to share with them. So yeah, it's been really sweet. That's amazing. Well, I appreciate you guys so much for taking this time. I know you're so busy. Um, I just love working with you guys. And I know that the audience is going to love to hear all this content from you. How can everybody um, find you? And I will also put this in the show notes because I know that you have a lot of businesses you would need to list. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a lot of words. (laughs) We have Junk in the Trunk Vintage Market. And make sure you put the Vintage Market behind it because you don't want to look up just Junk in the Trunk. the that's vent- your that's your forewarning yes <laughs> be warned yeah, this is all on instagram and facebook so the vintage arcadia vintage market home is our retail concept and found the foundress 
but I think, let's say, hold on. I'm going to mess it Foundress. up. It's founders.co. Co. Okay. No, found.res on Instagram. On Instagram. Wow, I can't spell. I'll get it in the notes, right? <laughs> the found period res is our founders Instagram. So you can find us. The rest are much simpler. Though. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. That's perfect. So is there anything that we can do to support you or anything that you have coming up that you want to share with the community right now? We do. <laughs> we are working on another pop-up spot at Scottsdale Quarter. So we're hoping to open the middle of January. Ooh, breaking news. I know, right? You're the it first. Is breaking news. We haven't announced Yes, yeah, so we have not announced this yet. So you guys get first first dibs. But we'll have over 30 vendors that you can support. And again, small businesses still need us to show up for them and support them. They're still struggling. Um, the holidays, I think, was helpful for a lot of them. But the year is going to continue. And I don't see this necessarily getting better right away. And so um, if you guys are available, whether it's our store or other small businesses that you know and love, um, please continue supporting them because they need you. Restaurants need you right now. Um, I just think small businesses are so important to our economy and they're kind of the wheels that turn it. And so if you can support that at any cost, you know, even just little things like going to grab a coffee somewhere or getting a small gift, like it seems like it's insignificant, but it, it really does make a huge difference to small businesses. So, and then if you're interested in joining the Foundress, you can check us out on Instagram or on our website, and um, we'd love to have you. That's or if you want to throw, yeah, or if you want to throw a party, yeah, yeah, a party. we have lots of options. <laughs> We're a wedding. Just, We're a wedding. <laughs> just email me, and we'll plug you into one of our businesses. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for everything you do for the community and supporting small business. And so happy that I got to talk with you today. Thank yeah, thank you, you for having us. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Event of Brush and in our private Facebook group where we continue this conversation. All of these details are listed in the episode notes. Your time is valuable and I appreciate that you spent it with me.